Welcome to episode 20 of the AFO Europe podcast. To celebrate our 20th episode, we're going to be taking a look back at some of our favourite moments from the One Kick Later series, where we've interviewed players, umpires, coaches and volunteers who have played important roles in the growth of Australian football across Europe. A big thank you goes out to everyone who is tuning into this episode and has listened to the podcast so far. We've got some very exciting guests coming up over the next month as well as the launch of a new series, so we would greatly appreciate if you could press subscribe or follow the AFL Europe podcast through the platform you're listening through. But for now, here are some of our favourite moments from the One Kick Later series. Enjoy. What stands out from those events, from those tournaments? You know, what, you touched on the Lisbon one in 2016. You said, was it just, you know, the atmosphere there? Was it the surroundings? What was it from, from that event in particular? That was, that was amazing. Oh, so many memories, to be honest. It's really hard to bring it down to one or two tournaments. Um, I remember my first tournament, which was the um, European Championships in Ireland, uh, 2013. I was pretty nervous um, until uh, I was able to play and just, I think, kick two goals uh, in one quarter. So we we were back back in the game. And I felt like a like a semi-hero <laughs> a little bit. And then um, it ended up that we haven't won any game, but it was so fantastic. It was it was great. Um, then of course, like I said, um, many, many different tournaments. Um, I tried at some stage to create something like a big trip out of it. And there are just a few tournaments. I arrived the day before the tournament started and then left straight away. Most of the time I um had some free days before and or afterwards to create like a huge trip, getting to know the land, uh, the country, um, maybe some friends after a while I could visit and then um, starting to play. So it was always like a big trip, not just um, a tournament of footy. But of course, the IC was one of the best experiences um, a couple of weeks ago and the national team um, online Zoom call we had we were analyzing our uh, semi-final against china and it was just so many emotions and memories popped up again it was just i really i had goosebumps and just felt it again that i want to go there again it was just a fantastic trip which then uh, led into the 2017 international cup with great britain um i'm keen to hear how that experience was traveling down to melbourne um playing against you know countries from all over the world that was just the best three weeks of my life it was that was so good at, you know and at the time I've got so many memories from it it was so special and at the time again you, you had no idea what a big deal it was for them being the first uh, British women's team to go um, over to us for that tournament it was just it was just absolutely mammoth so you know we got married uh, like the week before I think like six days before or something so we did that and then we obviously flew out with you know like a squad of like 30 of us just having just we just had an amazing time we did all sorts of stuff we we visited so many places you know we walked around the g you know we did the parade we went um i i had um we had, i got invited to this captain's lunch at oh, yeah. the time right so this is just a classic example of me just not having a clue what a big deal it was so obviously i'd only just really started getting into watching aussie rules at that point i, I didn't really know much about it obviously because i played whatever and I watch it all the time now. I watch it every week. No loads about it. But at the time, didn't really know much about it. Anyway, so I rock up to this captain's lunch, meet all these other captains who are lovely, like really, really nice. And they're like, oh, you know, we're going to have this, this proper sit-down meal, which is really fancy, really nice. Anyway, so I'm looking around for my, my, name, uh, my name badge on this table. I sit down. I'm like, oh, right, I'm sitting here. I look next to me. I'm thinking, right, who am I sat next to, you know? And it says, uh, and I'm like, oh, Jill McLaughlin. I'm like, oh, who's this Jill chick? I think she's good. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, she's going to have some good banter. Anyway, so I sit down. <laughs> and Gil, it's Gil McLaughlin, obviously, who now I know is like AFL CEO, like massive cheese. And at the, t- at the time, I think he'd only recently been appointed. Not that that would have made much difference. I still wouldn't have known who he was. Anyway, he was, he was right who. We had a great time. Um, but at the time, like I said, I, I had no idea. And if I sat down now and it's the Gil McLaughlin, I'd mm. literally be like mouth on the floor, you know, thinking, oh, I need to ask him about this, that and the other. Um, but anyway, so like just just had some really fantastic experiences and um, did uh, just, oh, it was just awesome. Like we went to one school um, for the community round and we went to uh, Peninsula Grammar School. Knew nothing about it, you know, yeah. nothing about the area, whatever, got on a bus, they took us there. Anyway, this just whole thing was amazing. It's like they got all the young kids out to watch our game. We played against Fiji. I mean, the pitch was absolutely, I'd like boggy bits everywhere, which didn't really bother us because we were used to it anyway. Um, it was a great game, like a really hard-fought game, like up and down, real battle, real physical. We played really, really well. It was one of the games we really enjoyed. But they'd done all sorts of stuff. They'd got out toiletries in the toilets for us and all the changing rooms. You know, they'd had, um, like, their head girl came out and, and handed over these. They gave us all uh, little prizes, little teddies, little key rings. They had this big meal for us afterwards. It was honestly, it was, and, they'd, and the best thing about the whole thing, we've got a great video, is um, they made a banner. And that sounds like that to us, we don't have banners here, like they don't do that over here. Whereas it was obviously a massive thing, you know, it was actually a huge thing. Anyway, so we've just got this absolutely beautiful footage of us running through this GB Swans banner um, at the start. And it's just amazing, you know, made such a massive thing out the whole day for us. So it's memories like that um, of that tournament that you go. And at the time we had no, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. It, re- it really, and it just, I mean, I love tour. I love going away. I love being with my mates. I'm a super social person. And I was very lucky that Rania was there with me too. So it wasn't like I, we, you know, we were missing, I was missing my partner at home or anything like that. And yeah. oh, we just went to loads of games, like went to the G as much as because people were like, oh, you know, we can get cheap tickets for this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was up for it. Did everything. Went to, you know, went to Icon Park and we had an opportunity to go there. We had a kick on the pitch at Icon Park and had a tour around all the facilities. Just met Darcy Vessier. I had photos of her. Like, it was just, it was awesome. When you, when you got into footy and when you started playing with Bordeaux, did you think it was going to provide you these sort of opportunities, like, you know, host, host an event to that such a large scale um, and then even represent France at a national level? I think that's one of the best things of this journey is uh, when I started to play footy in, uh, when I was 17 in Australia. I never thought it would have such an impact in my life. Mm. Uh, looking back at it, for the last 10 years, I've been, like, dreaming footy, waking up footy, uh, eating footy and sleeping footy. Like just like every part of my day was just focused on footy at some point, uh, even so I was working or studying. Uh, it, has, it has had an impact that's far beyond everything I would have expected. Uh, like you said, like playing for France is not something I would have done ever in rugby uh, or skiing or like athleticism. I would have probably made national level, but that would have been it. Uh, like it's something that's, an incredible feeling and also organizing a Euro Cup and all those kind of things wouldn't have been able, we wouldn't have been able to do this in our 20s in any other sports. Where do you see those guys taking their footy with Denmark over the next couple of years? Do you, do you reckon there might be an appearance in another international cup soon coming in the, in the next couple of years for, the, for these players to represent it? I think we, looking at the, the, the squad of players, if we were to put the best Viking players into a team, set them to Australia, I think we would be really competitive because we've got a really big group of players that have been now have experience playing age in the side, have some experience in, in playing games or at a high level and have enough 
experience to to take such a such a tournament as the international cup is um, and take it on um, i think the biggest obstacle we have is not maybe on on the numbers of good place we have to be competitive but in the whole structural and volunteer power and funding uh, such a massive trip as it is to australia um, so fingers crossed that we can make it happen in in a not too distant future because uh, i really think that we have uh, a playing group at the moment that go down there and be, be really really competitive in an international cup if yep. if we can make it happen it requires uh, more than hard work on the field and more hard work off field and that's an aspect that we might need to improve on here in Denmark. And, well, and you've moved forward on some of those, I suppose, strategies or, or goals. And one of them was the juniors and the Oz kick that you touched on before, which Zurich held the uh, first ever Switzerland Oz kick. Um, I think it was just about a month ago now. Um, how was that, having that at your own club um, and seeing all those kids down there? And how, where did you find all those kids, I suppose? How did you, how did you get this going? Exactly. Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm a teacher myself. So my kids at my school, they already know that I'm playing like a weird sport. But <laughs> I think um, you just like they, they kind of like it because it's a, like a tough game and it's something new. It's something different than soccer. And I mean, it's always the way you talk about it. And um, obviously with Oski, you don't have that much um, tackling involved. So it's not dangerous at all for um, the kids. It's more about the positive environment. And um, so uh, as I'm connected with schools, I have my teacher's friends and I tell them, please tell about um, OSKIC, um, your students, and that's how you get it rolling. And um, yeah, so I mean, getting the kids is um, like, we're at the beginning at the moment. so. Um, basically, it's also something for our members because they have also family and it's what we want to create is like a, a family based club as well. Um, so everyone's welcome. And um, but on the other hand, we all have lots of Swiss um, kids as well, which are interested in, in trying out something new and they get really excited and like. I guess also with our coaches from the Giants, it's, it's amazing to see like all those kids running around having a good time and yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so I, I really enjoy having Oskik um, here in Switzerland and it's, it's a start this year. I think uh, we have once a month a session and um, yeah, I'm aiming to have like a regular training session for kids um, next year. Yep. Um, and I think that's, that should be possible. From other players or coaches I've spoken to, spoken to from around Europe, you ask them their toughest opponents that they've come up come up against. It's usually Croatia. Um, what's what are your thoughts or feelings when you hear that? Yeah, I, the, the reason the reason when I was a coach, uh, I, I love hard footy playing style. I, I love to be uh, just go into the bone. Yeah. <laughs> so we we trained like that. We we, we we prepare ourselves like that. And when we face our opponent on the ground, uh, it's like we are giving everything we can. And it's it, and it's also in in creation mentality uh, that playing for I, I I just don't know how others how the national teams think about that or, or what they feel. Uh, I'm I'm sure that there is I'm I'm good with the Irish boys. I, I I will say that I know that they feel the same. But just playing playing for your national team is just something 
for us is something sacred. So it's it's not like given for you just play for national team and I don't know just go on term and have fun. It's not fun for us. It's it is fun, but it's not fun. You need to give everything you have in two months before that and going on a national playing for national team is just something that stay with you for all life just you represent your country so it's that for us so i think that that was the passion on the ground so that's just hey makes sparks and that it's just not our signature play to play a little bit hard so won the premiership with the handbag dockers and was named as the best in ferris in this season Mind you, at those three events that I mentioned earlier, you're in the team of the tournament and all of them. And at the Champions League one, you were named as the captain. So you've picked up the sport, obviously, super quickly. Did you have teammates or coaches that helped you learn learn the skills really quickly? What was it that made you get the best out of yourself in such a short time? Yeah, I definitely had people around me who supported me a lot and gave me a lot of tips, like obviously Lisa Wilson, since she did all the coaching uh, for the Hamburg Dockers. Um, then a lot of the boys as well. Um, we often train together and there've been a few Aussies playing there. So they, they know the game since they're boys. So they gave us a lot of tips and supported us. So that definitely helped. Um, and then in my spare time, I just, uh, yeah, went outside with my teammates or my friends just for a kick and yeah, just tried to get as many touches as I could and try to take any chance I could to play like all the exhibition games, uh, tournaments, yeah, whatever I could get. It was, in some ways, it was a highlight to be in those little country towns and, and to meet people. But uh, yeah, they're all good tournaments. All Obviously, the highlight being the 2011 tournament where we actually managed to, to win it out um, was an amazing experience to be actually stand in the middle of the MCG and just look up at the stadium and the, the towering stands around you and just, you know, feel small in the middle of a, an enormous stadium. We were in the, the Richmond dressing rooms for, for our dressing rooms, obviously. And you could just see all the names of all the players on the lockers around around the, the dressing room. And see just the layout, the inner workings of uh, an AFL dressing room, the warm-up areas and the meeting rooms and the dressing rooms themselves, physio rooms, like, you know, massive. These rooms are the size of, like, a small clubhouse in Ireland, you know, and these are... Uh, just the, just the warm-up rooms it's just amazing to be to be in there and to see what the inner workings of the pitch are and didn't just walk up those steps and go onto the pitch itself and just do a lap around the pitch like I, I didn't play in the final I was a sub but just to be involved and just to even do the warm-ups on the pitch was was amazing there you have it some of our favorite moments from the one kick later series so far We've got no doubt there'll be plenty more of these moments in the upcoming episodes, but if you're looking to listen to the full episodes from the guests you just heard from today, simply scroll back and look for previous AFL Europe podcast episodes with Flo, Laura, Alban, Morton, Effie, Yossip, Teresia, and John.